0: Hello, super great kids. How are you doing? I hope you had a happy week. We've been looking at stories about little people. The hairy red man from the mines in Derbyshire, the Nisa from Scandinavia, fairies from Ireland, and this week we visit pixies from Devon in the southwest of England. Pixies, or piskies as they call them in Devon, live on the moors. They're said to be small and skinny, and they can be quite naughty. This story was collected and put into a book over a hundred and fifty years ago by a writer called Anna Eliza Bray. While we have a quick word with the grown-ups, can you have a think about what you'd do if you came across a pixie? Well, would you be friendly to it? Or would you run away as quickly as possible? I'll be back in a minute. Hello, super great kids. It's me again. What did you decide? Would you run away? Or would you try to get to know your pixie or pisky? It'd be funny if you called them peskies, wouldn't it? Because they are a bit pesky. Anyway, let's listen to this tale and see what the old lady in this story did when she encountered a pixie. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then let's go. Mouth open, pixie jump out. One night in late autumn, an old woman sat rocking in front of her fire. She lived alone in a hut on the edge of the woods. She'd never had children of her own, but she'd helped many mothers deliver their babies into the world. But that was long ago and people had forgotten about her. And on this night, she sat alone, thinking about things that might have been. The wind whistled down the chimney and the flames crackled. And she was so busy watching pictures in the fire that she didn't hear a knock at the door. Bang, bang, bangety bang. Hello, the house. Is anybody home? She stirred and stretched and shuffled slowly towards her door. The noise came again, sharper this time. Bang, bang, bangety-bang. Hello, the house. Is anybody home? The old woman slid back the bolt and lifted the latch. A sharp gust of wind blew open the door. And there, on the doorstep, stood an ugly little man, skinny and dark, with large hands and small, squinty eyes. Well, she said, What's brought you here on such a night as this? It's my wife, he said. She's having a baby. Can you help? Well, the old woman wasn't so sure she liked the look of this little man, but work is work and she hadn't had any for quite some time, so she put on a shawl and an extra thick pair of socks and her old woolen hat and went outside into that dark night. She climbed up behind the man on his shining black horse and gripped the saddle tight while they thundered through the storm of swirling leaves and dark wet branches. Hobbledehoy, 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 can you help? Hobbledehoy, 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 just when she felt her hands were so frozen that she couldn't hold on much longer, the horse stopped at a farm tucked into the side of a mountain. The kitchen door flew open and out skipped children, gaggles and gaggles of them, all shouting at once. Daddy, Daddy, Mummy had a baby boy, another wee brother. Come and see, come and see, he's just arrived. The man led the old woman up the stone stairs and into a room, flickering with candles, and there on the bed lay a young mother, pale and tired, but happy enough with a tiny baby swaddled next to her. I was trying to wait for you, she said, but he was so keen to get out into the world, little pixie. The children poured into the bedroom, tumbling over each other on the bed, trying to get a glimpse of their new brother. Hush now, hush, scolded the old woman. Your mother needs rest and quiet. Out you go now. Shoo, shoo. She washed the young mother's face and plumped up the pillows. Then, gently, she picked up the sleeping baby. "'Welcome to the world. Happy birthday,' she said. The young mother propped herself upon the pillow and opened the cupboard next to the bed. She pulled out a tiny pot of glittering powder. "'You don't need to wake him,' she said. But when he first opens his eyes to the world, Will you brush some of this powder on his eyelids? The old woman took the little pot and nodded. And just you be careful, added the squinty-eyed little man, not to get any of that dust on your own eyes. Remember? OK, we will do, said the old woman. And the mother went back to sleep and the little man went off to chase the children to their beds. Presently, the baby opened its eyes and the old woman saw that he had the same squinty little eyes as his father. Quickly, she picked up the pot of sparkling powder, dipped her finger into it and carefully smeared a little on each of the baby's eyelids. Then, the old woman took a sneaky glance over her shoulder at the baby's mother to check she was still sleeping. And you know what she did, don't you? Quickly, she dabbed a little of the sparkly powder onto her own right eyelid and then she put the lid back on again quickly. The wind withered about the house and the old woman blinked and opened her eyes. In a flash, everything in the room seemed changed. With her right eye, the humble little farmhouse seemed more like a palace with starched white linen on the bed, elegant rosewood wardrobes and the little baby wrapped in a silver shawl which glimmered like moonlight. When she looked through her left eye, the old woman continued to see the scruffy, bobbly old bedspread, the worn, woollen shawl, the simple, scratched furniture but when she looked at the children who'd crept back into the room with her right eye, why, they had tiny eyes and squashed noses and pointy ears and long, hairy arms. And she knew she was in a house full of pixies. The old woman started shaking, but she said nothing. She kept an eye on the baby while the mother slept and chased the children away. Before dawn, she could see that her work was done. My home and my bed are calling to me, she told the little man. Fair enough, he said, and he brought his gleaming black horse round to the front. And the old woman noticed now that the horse's eyes were shining like red hot coals. They galloped through the night, can you help... Hobbledehoy, hoy hobbledehoy, hoy hobbledehoy, hoy hobbledehoy, hoy 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 And the old woman saw that the trees were shining like silver with tinkling gold leaves. And the stars hung in the sky like huge sapphire precious stones. They galloped on and on until they reached the old woman's hut on the edge of the woods. The strange little man thanked the old woman for her work and pulled out from under his cloak a bag of gold coins. Thank you, said the old woman, pleased to be back safe in a home where the story began. She bolted her door and threw more logs on the fire and in no time at all, both her eyes were closed and she was fast asleep. The next day was market day. The old woman was pleased to be out in the autumn sunshine, chatting with her people, buying fruit and veg and joining in the talk about the previous night's storm. But all of a sudden, out of the corner of her eye, she saw a little man who was reaching out a large hand and slipping apples into a sack over his back. She stared at him. And sure enough, he sauntered over to the next stall and helped himself to a handful of potatoes. Excuse me, she scolded, but I don't think the little man spun around and glared at her with his small, squinty eyes. Oh said the old woman, stepping backwards, it's you again. Good morning. And how are you today after your long night's work? asked the little man. Oh, I'm just fine, thank you, said the old woman, biting her tongue and swallowing the words she'd been about to say. Uh how's the wife and your new little baby? The man stared at her. So, you can see me, can you? He asked. She nodded. Aye, as, as clear as day. And as a matter of fact, I can see what you are up to and all. Then you see too much spat the little man, his eyes glittering red. And with that, he reached under his cloak and pulled out a little pot of sparkling powder. Which eye? Right, left or both? This one, she said, pointing to her right eye and covering the left. And in a flash, the little man blew the pixie dust, for that was what it was, straight into the old woman's right eye. There was a flash and a sizzle, and she saw tiny beads of light dancing around. That's for interfering and taking what isn't yours, said the man. You can be sure you'll never see me again. And then, out of her right eye, everything went black, and the old woman saw nothing, and the little man disappeared. And she never did see him or his family ever again. But the old woman never forgot that night when the strange little man came knocking. And now people often call round to her hut for a cup of tea and a chat by the fire because she has a mighty fine story to share with them. And they come back to hear it again and again and again because, after all... There aren't many people who can say that they've seen a pixie and even fewer who can claim that they've seen the world through the eyes of a pixie. My story has come to an end. Let out the rooster and lock up the hen. It's an interesting story, that one, isn't it? I love the idea of being able to see the world two different ways at the same time. Was it a good thing, do you think, for the old lady to get a glimpse into another world? I wonder if you look at the world more with magic in your eyes and imagination, or more with a realistic eye, seeing the world the way it is. Ask your grown-ups what they think. Now. It's time for me to dig deep into my bag of happies and say some hellos and some thank yous to subscribers and to super great artists. Thank you to all of our subscribers for helping to pay for our podcast and our storytellers. We'd like to say hello to our new Apple and Patreon owlets. Hello to Patreon owlets from Buckinghamshire, Tobias, who is six, and Seamus, who is three. Welcome to the Owlet's Club. And hello to new Patreon Owlet Sam from Alexandria in Virginia in the US, who is almost six. Sam particularly likes stories with dragons. And he did find the ghost of the bloody finger story very scary. But in the end, he thought it was very funny. Well done, Sam. And hello to six-year-old apple owlet Christopher, who also came to our show in London and who wears his Super Great Kids Stories t-shirt with pride. Welcome to the club, Christopher. I hope you enjoy Owlet's word searches. And if you're a subscriber on Apple and you'd like a shout-out, do get in touch because we're not able to see your names on Apple. And finally, thank you to all of you who've been giving us donations on Kofi. A big thanks to Kofi donor this week, Eben and Jude and their dad for supporting us. Eben's favourite story is How the Snakes Got Their Poison. That's a good one, Eben. And Jude's favourite is Water Mama. Both stories by the fabulous Toop. And now, some thank yous to budding artists who've been busy with pens and crayons and paint, putting our stories into pictures. Thank you to Super Great Kids fans from Maryland in the US. Anya, who's nine... Zoe who's seven and Liris who is three. They've sent us really imaginative pictures inspired by the ghost of the bloody finger. And Anya, Zoe and Liris are serial artists. They've sent us lots of pictures inspired by the golden bowl and Loki the trickster and water mama and the three little pigs and El Cangrejo the crab king. And they're all really good drawings. Thank you, and well done, super great artists. And Willa has sent a lovely colourful picture of the Southern African Cinderella story, Kia and the Purple Fish. I like the way you've conjured up the land of milk and honey underneath the water, with the cows grazing and the purple fish watching with its big blue eye. Lovely picture, Willa. Thank you. And Noah from California has drawn a super scary picture of Baba Yaga, the Russian witch. I love your menacing black crow flying away in the distance and Baba Yaga's hut standing behind its fence of skulls with glowing red eyes. And thanks to Guardius, who is six, for his picture of the king's storyteller. I love the way you've got the gardener carrying a fork and a basket. It looks like he's just finished digging in the garden before coming into the palace. Thank you, Guardias, and happy breakfast time listening. And six-year-old Adelaide has drawn a very imaginative picture of Baba Yaga in her cauldron, flying above her hut. I'm not surprised that even the sun isn't smiling, as Baba Yaga can be super mean, can't she? Thank you, Adelaide, for sending this wonderful picture. And Margaret, who is four, has sent in such a bright, colourful picture of lots of friends playing happily together, inspired by the story, Tianjie and the Yellow Dress. Thank you, Margaret, for this happy picture. I wonder if you can sing the song. It's very catchy, isn't it? And thanks to Adam, who is six, from Massachusetts in the US, who sent a drawing inspired by the Haitian story, The Monkey Who Looked for Trouble. Monkey has climbed a tall tree in the hot desert, so he's high up in the branches and safe from the four slobbering dogs that were chasing him. I like the fact that he looks terrified. Just brilliant. And Evie, who is four, has been listening to the story about the fox and the crow with her brother Edward. Thank you for sharing your drawing with us, Evie. I love the way you've coloured the crow pink and the way his wings are outstretched. A lovely picture. And Adelaide's dad has got her a Super Great Kids Stories colouring book and she sent us a picture she's coloured of her favourite story, Pip and the Moon Rabbit. I like that story too, Adelaide. I like Pip with her red tongue and the moon rabbit with the pink eyes and the sun with its big smile. Just great. Glad you're enjoying colouring the pictures, Adelaide. And Ian, who is four from Los Angeles, has drawn a great picture inspired by Tianan's retelling of the Greek story Theseus and the Minotaur. I love the way you've drawn the maze all jagged and ziggy-zaggy to show how confusing mazes can be. And you've added the glowing string which Theseus unravelled in order to be able to escape the monster and find his way back out of the maze. Thanks so much for sharing your drawing. And thank you all. If you'd like to see these pictures, they're all on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash stories. That's nearly it for this week. A lovely November bonus story from India for subscribers. The Rajas Feet coming out soon. Watch out for that. Thanks to all our subscribers for making this episode possible. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London. Bye for now.